Hello, and welcome once again to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox. You guys can find me on my LinkedIn page. And for those of you listeners who've checked me out, thanks a lot. That's kind of cool. A couple of you I've friended. So hopefully you're listening to this one as well. And also a shout out to my international listeners. Too many countries to name. I'm not going to do that today, only because this is going to be a densely packed podcast on dividend income, dividend yield, etc. I'm going to continue with my fundamental analysis and we are going to continue with items we find on the income statement. Um, Also, guys, you can find me at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You could shoot me an email, ask a question, reach out just to say hi. Um, Sure would appreciate it. So here we go. All right. What is a dividend? A dividend is basically just a reward provided to investors for investing in a company. That's it. It's an income, right? The more mature company, chances are the higher the dividend yield. For example, you won't find dividends paid out on small biotech or high-tech companies. Where we find dividends are on large, well-established companies, excuse me, across the board. Doesn't matter what their industry is, the longer they've been around, chances are the 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 higher the dividend they pay out uh, and the longer they have paid out the dividend. Okay, so let's get to this. The definition, now the definition of a dividend is money paid to an investor out of profits or cash reserves. And that's on a quarterly as well as annual basis. Let me say that again. The definition of a dividend is money paid to an investor out of profits or cash reserves. Now, where can we find this? We can Google it, right? You just put your ticker symbol in, and you can look at the um, you could look at the bottom of the screen there, and you'll find a dividend yield. But where we find this more specifically is at the bottom of the income statement. Remember, last time we talked about revenues, money just coming in the door for the product or service they provide. Okay, as we net everything out, expenses, all this kind of fun stuff at the bottom where you find earnings per share, you're also going to find that dividend. All right. And it's usually stated in cents or dollars per share. Okay, so it might say four cents per share. It might say seven cents per share. And as investors, yes, of course, that's important. But like I talked about last time and we'll continue on with today. As investors, we rely on ratios, not just the actual payout itself. And the reason we rely on these ratios is that we can use them to compare one company to another. Let me give you an example. Pfizer, as of Friday at the close, and their ticker symbol is PFE for those of you that are interested, had a dividend yield of 3.09%. Okay, and if you don't know, I'm sure you do anyway, but Pfizer's that big pharma company, right? ExxonMobil, we all know what they do. Their dividend yield is 4.16%. Now, both of these companies are components of the S&P 500. Their dividend yield is different, and we'll get into why we can compare them, even though they're in different industries, and the dividend yield 3.09 and 4.16 respectively are different we'll get into how we kind of do that okay so first thing we look at when we're looking at that income statement we know what the dividend payout is 
first thing we look at is what's called the dividend payout ratio. And this is going to be for common stocks only. I'm not going to do preferred stocks today, so just common stocks. And for those of you who don't know what preferred stocks are, that's the next podcast. So keep on listening. So the dividend payout ratio is the annual dividend divided by the earnings per share. Once again, the dividend payout ratio is the annual dividend, how much money they pay out, okay, over the course of a year, divided by the earnings per share, right? And so basically, this is net income minus what is paid out for preferred stock. Like I said, I'll get into that next time. Dividend payout ratio is important, right, in terms of understanding how much of a company's earnings or cash reserves or profits, if you will, get paid out to investors. Again, it's that reward for being an investor. The more mature company, like Pfizer, like ExxonMobil, and a few others, of course, more mature, generally speaking, the higher the dividend payout ratio. They've been around a long time, right? Even if their earnings fluctuate, because of those cash reserves, they tend to pay out a higher than average dividend to their investors. Now, just to put that into context, again, we use ratios, okay? Uh, at the close on Friday, the S&P 500 dividend was 1.69%, all right? So if Pfizer's coming in at 309 and ExxonMobil 416, you could see that's much higher than the average paid out on that index of which these two companies are a part of. And also, let me add a little more context to that. So right now, the dividend, average dividend yield on the S&P 500 is 1.69. Last month, it was 1.37%. And last year, it was 1.35. So we've seen kind of a, a shift here in the dividend yield over the course of 12 months. Well, as income investors, as people interested in income from our uh, more mature stocks, that's significant, and we use ratios to compare why that occurred over a 12-month period or why there's a difference between companies, and in this case, companies of different industries, okay? So real quick, dividend payout ratio for common stocks is the annual dividend divided by earnings per share, and it's basically net income minus what is paid out for the preferred stocks, which we will get to next time. There's something else, not to get into the weeds, guys, but check this out. It's called a retention ratio, and that's just money that's left over on the books after these dividends are paid out. It's not as significant in our analysis, but I just wanted to bring that to your attention. So if you see it, you're Googling dividend income and you wonder what that is, retention ratio is just a, a way of, of describing what's left. All right. So right now, today, according to Investopedia, a good payout rate of the income and or, excuse me, Profits and or cash reserves is about 30% to 50% of what the company makes, okay, what they net, right? Now, here's where we get into the art of investing. So I'm going to put the ratios aside for a second. Mature companies pay out the dividends. Yes, we get it, all right? But there's a balance between rewarding investors for being an investor and reinvesting in the product or services that the company provides. As income investors, we still want to see that reinvestment. We, will, we still want to see the development of new products or improvement on existing products, 
Okay, so even though we're investing for income, if we're a stock investor, we still want that growth. We still want that capital appreciation. So this is where that balance comes in. If you want more growth, chances are you're going to get a lower dividend yield and you're going to want to see that that payout rate perhaps lower than that 30 to 50 percent range. Okay, so, you know, again, all of these things, we use ratios uh, when we look at it from the perspective of not just metrics, but art, we kind of balance these things. And as stock investors, we kind of need to take a look at this a couple of times a year, especially those of you right now who maybe are closer to retirement and are using your dividends to live on. Okay. Again, so the good payout rate is about 30 to 50% of the cash reserves or the profits from the company. And that is from Investopedia, not just my own experience. So got to give a shout out to Investopedia. Now, Here's one, and I'm going to spend most of my time here, okay? Like I said, this is a densely packed podcast, so here we go. What we generally hear about when we're watching our financial news channel, looking at our apps, maybe participating in a webinar from our 401k provider, we hear about dividend yield, okay? And the dividend yield is a little bit different than the dividend payout ratio, all right? The dividend yield is how much is paid out on an annual payment divided by the price of the stock, okay? So this is an annual dividend divided by the earnings per share, like the dividend payout ratio. This is what's paid out to investors divided by the price of the stock itself. And this is important because the dividend yield is kind of like on a seesaw relative to the price of the stock, okay? The higher the stock goes, the lower the yield. The lower the price of the stock, the higher the yield, all right? So let's go back to that example about the S&P 500 dividend payout today at 1.69%. So it is higher today than it was this time last year, all right? So if we apply that seesaw to the average dividend yield of the S&P 500, If it's at 1.69% today, and last year at this time it was at 1.35, that dividend yield has gone up, which means that the price of the stock has gone down. And what has happened since November, December-ish, if you will, of 21? The markets have pulled back. We are in bear market territory on the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, the triple Qs, of course, has been there for a while, but you can see by using these definitions, by visualizing the seesaw, that stock prices have come down and that dividend yield has come up. And this is also another way of saying that the dividend yield is variable, okay? Meaning it fluctuates, whereas that dividend payout ratio, it's a little more stable. We don't use that metric as much. Most of the time, again, we are eyeballing the dividend yield. We see that when we log into our our portal. We see that when we Google a stock, so on and so forth, okay? Now, this is also a good way of determining, real quick, just to eyeball it, if a company's paying out, they got a decent dividend yield like Pfizer and ExxonMobil at 309 and 416, you know, those guys got cash. I mean, we don't have to be, you know, uh, financial analysts or very meticulous in our research to kind of determine through common sense 
that they've got enough cash to pay out pretty much double plus what the average rate of the dividend yield is on the S&P 500, because both, again, are components of the S&P 500. All right. Now, here's something else. Dividend yields are not only paid out on common stocks, but it is also very common, or when we talk about REITs, rather, real estate investment trusts. Now, these are investments, if you don't know, that are based on some type of underlying asset. Of course, real estate, whether it be residential, commercial, um, hospitals, data storage facilities, mortgages, whatever it may be, whatever kind of REIT you're looking at, chances are you are attracted to the REITs for that income. And most REITs, by the way, uh, their dividend yield currently is much higher than that 1.69%. And in most cases, it's higher than what we'd find at Pfizer and ExxonMobil. I didn't bring any examples on that today, but if you guys have, uh, if you guys have REITs, you know what I'm talking about. You can also Google the best REITs, and one of the lists that I like is the U.S. News and World Report Best REIT List. You know, U.S. News for years and years has been putting out the best list on colleges and mutual funds and now exchange-traded funds, and this is just another one of their lists so that outside of your portal, you could take a look at what they consider to be the best. And then, of course, as you do your research, you, you can cross-reference. And a lot of times, what they have on their list usually shows up in other screeners. And uh, for those of you who don't remember, a screener is just a way to find investments. And in this case, we are pursuing income-based investments. All right. And, and the reason I bring up REITs kind of toward the end is that REITs, because they pay a higher than average dividend yield, all right, we always kind of want to compare it to that average because the further away from the average yield you get, the more likely it is that the yield itself is unsustainable. Now, going back to our seesaw, the higher the price, the lower the yield. That's one component, absolutely. But another component with REITs, real estate investment trusts, is the underlying investment generating income. And we all know since the pandemic, this is common sense, office buildings have been empty, right? There has been a big shift in the way we work, and that's probably not going to change. So those higher yields we saw before the pandemic on commercial space, would they be sustainable in this new environment? Probably not, right? So if they were paying out and, and you'll find, you know, REITs coming in at 6 to 8%. That's kind of middle of the road. But on commercial real estate, if there are no uh, renters or leasers in their office space, can they continue to pay out that super high dividend? Well, no. So REIT yields tend to be much more volatile than common stock yields for that reason. So as you are investing in REITs, please be careful or understand what type of REIT you have again commercial real estate, residential real estate, hospitals, um, data storage centers, which are kind of hot right now. But th the reason I bring up the difference, again, is because of the occupancy rate. All right. So it's not to say that we don't pursue that higher income, but we are taking more risk relative to the income. And if you're closer to retirement or you are in retirement and you're accounting on this income, okay, Give yourself some wiggle room as to what you're going to get quarter to quarter or year to year on your income if you are a big REIT investor, all right? 
And so that's a lot in about 15, 16 minutes. And what I'm going to do here is review for a few minutes. Like I said, I think this one is pretty densely packed. And as I go forward, I'm going to continue with preferred stocks. I'll circle back to a few of these things. So for those of you taking notes, let's go kind of back to the top. All right. Uh, dividend, just income from a company. We can find it on the income statement near the bottom of the statement, whether it is the quarterly report or it's the annual report. Okay. And the definition of a dividend is just money paid to investors out of earnings, profits, or cash reserves. All right. And remember, we use ratios so that we can compare company to company in the same sector or maybe on the same index. Okay. But generally speaking, if you're on the same index, it's kind of cool. That's why I brought up Pfizer and ExxonMobil. Pfizer being a pharmaceutical company, ExxonMobil, of course, we all know what that is. And given that oil has been trading around $100 a barrel, you know, it, we can kind of through common sense say, oh, yeah, they're going to pay out more money right now. That's just because they're making more money, right? Uh, and as a side note, guys, let me tell you, the Saudis have agreed to increase oil production. So for those of you who have been watching, you've noticed that oil has gone from over $100 a barrel to slightly below when I'm recording this today. It's about $98 a barrel on the close on Friday. All right. It's been as low as 96. Not to say that's going to make a big difference at the pump at this time but when you increase production right price per barrel comes down less money they make so is that 4.16 dividend yield sustainable and perhaps a changing production environment you know big question mark much like our REITs okay we kind of got to take that into consideration all right next thing again payout ratio this is on common stock only not talking about preferred stock today it's the annual dividend divided by the earnings per share. Again, annual dividend divided by earnings per share. And this is net income minus what is paid for for preferred stocks. Retention ratio is just money left over. After we pay out our investors, after we reward the investors, uncommon as well as preferred stocks. So a good payout rate from uh, and this is again from from investopedia this is not my number it's about 30 to 50 percent we balance that with how much the company retains in the retention ratio right retention ratio to improve existing products and services or create new ones go on a merger and acquisition tear whatever it is they're going to do like for example microsoft acquiring activision right that comes out of, of money that's left over after all this stuff is paid out, okay? Just to kind of give you a, a, a real-world example right now. Um, and then, of course, most important to us as individual investors is the dividend yield, right? How much is paid out on an annual basis divided by the price of the stock? So if a company is paying out $0.10 cents per share and the stock is $10 a share, right, we can kind of do the math there. Okay, I'll leave that to you to do that math so you can kind of think about this. But what if the stock goes up, right? And we're still paying out 10 cents a share. Well, that dividend yield, the higher the stock goes, the lower that dividend yield, okay? The lower the stock goes, remember our seesaw, the lower the stock goes, the higher the dividend yield. And just to circle back real quick, the average dividend yield on the S&P 500 currently is 1.69%. 
Last year at this time, it was 1.35%. So that yield has come up, and what has happened? We're in bear market territory. So it's just another way to not only look at the income, but also the underlying price of the stock. And of course, on REITs, we want to be a little more detailed in our approach when we pursue income. What's the underlying asset? An office building, an apartment complex, a hospital, a data storage facility, mortgages, whatever. The higher that yield on those things, how sustainable is it over time? So we look to that underlying investment. If it's commercial real estate, given what's gone on in the last few years because of the pandemic, are we going back to the office in mass? I'm going to say it doesn't look like it at this time. So can they sustain those higher payouts? All right. So that's the second in this series on fundamentals, the income statement, dividends. We did earnings per share. We did revenues. And we did another component from that income statement, the payout on dividends. All right. Next time, more on dividends or preferred stocks more specifically. Again, my name is Elliot Cox. Please reach out. Find me on LinkedIn. Thank you once again to my international listeners. Please check out my website, Touchstone Financial Education. And if you feel so inclined, send me a message via LinkedIn or send me a message via the website. Any questions or anything you'd like me to circle back to on my previous podcasts, I'd be happy to do it. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen to me. Have a good one. Bye-bye.